that provides perspectives on industries and issues that matter. I'm Rochelle Roberts. And I'm T. Clark. And in today's episode, geared specifically towards recent grads and students who will be graduating college soon, we're going to discuss starting your career in a consulting firm. We're going to cover topics such as the skills needed to join a consulting firm, what to do to acquire any skills that you might be missing, and how to go about marketing your skills when you're ready to join the workforce. And today we're lucky to be joined by three ICFers um, who are going to take a few seconds just to introduce themselves. Terry? Hi everyone, uh, I'm Terry Unger, the college and university recruiter here at ICF. I have been with the company for over nine years now, uh, first as an environmental regulatory consultant, and for the past five years, I have been a recruiter. Thank you guys so much for having me on this podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. And Stephanie, can you also introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Stephanie Aquino, and I have been at ICF for about a year now. I graduated from Dartmouth College, and I'm so happy to be sharing you know, my experience here so far. And Celine, tell us about you. Hi, I'm Celine Colin de Verdier. I'm an employer brand specialist here at ICF, and I've been here for eight and a half years. Um, can't believe it's been that long yeah. already. <laughs> um, I'm in charge of our recruitment marketing efforts here. That's Thank awesome. you for having me. Yeah, it's yeah. great to have you guys. Thanks, everyone. We're so glad to have you on this podcast today. So let's dive in. Absolutely. So T, did you know that in 2019, according to the National Association of Colleges and Employers, the number of projected recent and soon to be graduates in the management consulting industry will reach a little over 1,200. Okay. 1,265 to be exact. That's a better answer for me. You know, that's yeah. over 13% more than last year. That, no, that is interesting. <laughs> and it's one of the many signs of a strong market for our college grads. Absolutely. And I also found out that the management consulting remains the preferred destination of choice for graduates in the UK. Hmm. And I found this to be really interesting because ICF is a global consulting firm. Well, and you know, as I was doing research for this podcast, I found that ICF, uh, we typically hire around 100 or so recent grads that's into junior awesome. consultant that's roles. Awesome. And that's a global number. So every every year we're, 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 we're doing that. And we're expecting this number to grow as we continue to develop our college and university programs. Such great numbers here. So Terry, since you're, you know, you're a dedicated college and university recruiter, tell us what kind of skills are you looking for when you're hiring junior consultants? Yeah, great question. Um, well, since we're a company that is incredibly diverse um, in uh, our expertise in various market sectors, um, it follows that the skills that we're seeking vary as well. Uh, so each team will really want to see that their candidate has some type of demonstrated interest in their market, uh, whether it be energy, environment, mm -hmm. public health, IT, uh, or one of the other target markets. That Lots of options. Right. Um, but some of the general skills um, and attributes that we're looking for that would make someone a good consultant um, are to be self-motivated, uh, good at time management, juggling different priorities, uh, working well in teams, but mm -hmm. also alone. Um, and being intellectually curious. I think this one is really important uh, because you'll constantly be applying your skills and your experience uh, to new projects here. All really, really important. And as Stephanie, why would students be attracted to consulting in the first place? As, a, as a, someone that's a recent college grad in the market, you know, for a year working at ICF, what attracted you to, to go into consulting? Yeah, I think, well, speaking for myself, I was really interested in policy research. And I think a lot of the times when people are looking into jobs, it is 
hard to get into that area because you don't have, you know, a developed specific expertise there. Mm -hmm. And I think the benefit about working for a company like ICF is that there are a lot of different roles and a lot of different projects going on. And so for me, that really attracted me that I was able to sort of get onto a team that had was doing a lot of the work that I was interested in, but also wasn't asking for, you know, 10 years of experience mm -hmm. because as someone who just graduated college, there's no way I would be able to have that. So they definitely, it seemed like they would allow me to explore different interests while also narrowing in on some of the, the work that I had already had exposure to. Yeah, yeah that's that sounds really good. Um, good. Good points. And I know one of a group of my hiring managers are typically looking for those who have spent some time interested in looking at ICF and understanding what, what are we passionate about? What do we do in the marketplace? What kind of products do we bring to the market? And how are we really impacting sustainability and energy and transportation? And so that's being able to show a passion for ICF and what we do and understanding that really goes a long way. And being able to take on all the various different projects that, that we do have the opportunity to, to work on, you know, you can really hone your skills in various aspects of, uh, of our projects because um, clients are always going to be requiring new things, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, projects are always going, going to change. So being able to be nimble, uh, taking on your, your experience that you do have coming out of school can really be a, a really good benefit to, to a new hire. Uh, folks that will grow to be experts here, um, but then they're coming in and joining us um, where they are able to do what Stephanie said, where uh, they're taking their role in school, and it's a fantastic transition from academia where they're constantly juggling all their various uh, projects for their different professors and their different um, deadlines. Um, but here, they're going to be juggling all their different uh, projects for their various managers mm -hmm. and the various clients. Mm -hmm. uh, so working on two to five projects, the same way they're probably going to be taking three to five classes. <laughs> um, and I always love to tell uh, college candidates that we have both our CEO and our COO are hired directly out of college recruiting. Yep. So that really, amazing? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so we talked about consulting skills that are needed. but. What if some of our listeners don't quite have that particular skill set? That's a really good question. What can they do? Uh, Stephanie, what are some ways that students still in college can start to develop these needed skills? I think three main ways people in college can start doing this is by one, getting involved in extracurriculars. So we talked about a little bit how it's important to sort of find an area that you're passionate about, you want to explore more. I think a company like ICF and in consulting it's important to sort of have that background knowledge mm -hmm. and that hands-on experience so you can have you know more of a background and how to creative um, how to get involved in creative problem solving mm -hmm. and so just give yourself that exposure whether that be in sustainability or in finance um, additionally the second thing I think it's important to look into you know different professional societies uh, a lot of the times these are good resources to sort of just go to and talk about um, your academics and also just seek out uh, career advice as well as how to go about navigating the workplace in general. Uh, and the final and I think most important, one of the more important things is just your coursework. Mm -hmm. Sort of just get that exposure and get involved on research projects if that's something, if that's something that would be useful in consulting as well. 
all good points, and this is why Stephanie's on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on, on things that students can do now to help prepare for consulting? Sure. Uh, so to build on what Stephanie said, um, really in addition to uh, your coursework, um, at least for your major, I think you need to be really strategic in uh, selecting your minor and all of your electives so that you're really prepared um, skill-wise and experience-wise just within your coursework um, as well as you can be. Um, and sometimes uh, exposure to a subject matter through either a group project or a capstone or a thesis through one of these courses is actually what really makes you stand out um, as a candidate for us or one of our positions. Uh, other times I think it's really strong internship or externship experience. Um, I definitely know that sometimes students can't be choosy and they just need to take you know whatever, whatever they can get right right whatever <laughs> pays um, but you know when it is possible I think you should be as strategic as possible with those summer and the part-time employment opportunities as well um, just a few examples for some of the markets that, that we're looking to hire into um, if you're interested in public policy uh, I think that government agency experience is fantastic uh, if you're looking to join us in maybe one of our marketing marketing or communications roles, uh, then agency experience is, is really valuable. Those are all really great ideas, and I love how you're very specific. So I think our listeners are really going to appreciate that. So thank you for that. Celine, as someone that works with our internal clients, from a consulting perspective, what else would you add? Well, I would say keep in mind that you may not start in a role where you are a consultant. You may be in a support role like I was mm -hmm. at the beginning of my career. I was a recruiting coordinator in charge of scheduling interviews, for instance. <laughs> but um, as you grow into your role, you may come across these amazing opportunities to become a consultant and become a subject matter expert to other individuals working right. inside your company. And so, for instance, for me, as an em employer brand specialist, my internal clients are recruiters and hiring managers, and I help them um, find the talent and attract the talent to their open positions. So it, it, can, it can be a really great opportunity. And, um, and, and that's valid not for just recruiting like me, but let's say you're in finance, you may be you know, called to become a subject matter expert and a consultant for other internal clients as well. So just another thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I've been really grateful because you have been a great partner with me. So I am viewed as one of your internal customers Absolutely. as Absolutely. a recruiter. So thank you for all of the help that you provide. You're very welcome. <laughs> all great stuff. So to recap, we've talked about skills needed, how to get some of those skills. Mm -hmm. But Terry, what are your thoughts on how to market these skills on a resume? Well, T, I personally love to see a resume for college candidates where they list their education and any related skills or knowledge that they have right up front. That yeah. should be the first thing. Attention getter. Right. right. Um, so not just you know the basics, like your school, the mm -hmm. major, minor, your GPA. Um, I also want to see what relevant coursework you took there, um, any topics of the relevant projects in-depth research that you conducted, uh, or any types of um, long writing uh, that you, or lengthy writing samples mm -hmm. that you've done. Um, I think a lot of candidates like to place their skills in a section that's either at the bottom or down to the side of their resume, uh, but I think you should really organize your resume in a way that lists those most important, uh, relevant, and impressive qualifications right up front. No reason to uh, list them in chronological order. Yeah, that's a great point. And 
What about cover letters? I want to go kind of take a, a quick poll around our table here. What's your view on cover letters? Terry, do you want to jump in real quick? Sure, that's a great question. I know a lot of candidates, when they are looking at a lot of different opportunities, they can spend a lot of time on cover letters. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if your qualifications on the face of your resume speak for themselves, uh, don't bother. Um, I will not probably go to a cover letter if it is clear to me why you're interested in this position and what your qualifications are. Um, but if you think that you really need to explain uh, that there is a, there's, there might be a disconnect, then definitely go ahead, take the time, uh, because that may be your way to get your foot in the door. Thank you. And what about you, Stephanie? What's your, what's your viewpoint on a cover letter? Did you have a cover letter when you started at ICF or when you applied? I did. I, I think I submitted as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I was always told that cover letters can't can hurt you more than they can help. Uh, mm, that's a good point. Than they can help you. Mm -hmm. So if it's very obvious that you're using this like, template for every single company, mm -hmm. I don't think it's gonna. I mean, I'm on the recruiting side, but I could just imagine it doesn't communicate that you're passionate about the role you're applying to. Mm -hmm. So if it's a job, you know, that you really want, I think it's important, especially at a company like ICF that cares a lot about the work we do to demonstrate that you're actually interested in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Thank it you. It is the first writing sample. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to go yeah, there. Too. Exactly. T, what do you think? No, I mean, well, Terry already led me there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, a, a cover letter is one thing, yes, but I think a more powerful piece of writing that a new, a new grad can submit is a writing sample. Mm -hmm. It's going to be pertaining to, uh, you know, a subject that, that you're near, it's near and dear to your heart. It's going to match up to what you are applying to here. At, at ICF, uh, and, and it really shows in today's world how important written communication skills, you know, really are. Um, and, and I think that goes a, a lot farther than, than than a cover letter, personally. Absolutely, I, I like that, and I appreciate you saying that because it, I know with a lot of candidates that we hire and the groups that I support, my hiring managers typically want some sort of writing sample or some sort of something that demonstrates the work that you have done mm -hmm. and that you're capable of. So all really good points on that, and hopefully our listeners are finding that to be interesting as well. Yeah, I definitely think that once, you know, adding on to that, once you get to the interview process, it's important to sort of brag about yourself a little bit. Yeah, why not? It's your time to shine. You got this far. Yeah. Uh, so once you're there, what well, you can sort of further communicate those skills that you have is by letting the the interviewers understand why it is that you were passionate about the research you may have included in your mm -hmm. cover letter or on your resume. Mm -hmm. Go into a little bit more detail, not just what you did, but why mm -hmm. and how that relates to this job. And so that's coming into coming into the job. Um, additionally, once you're in, it's important to know your strengths and weaknesses. For example, I think for me, something that I felt very comfortable with was technical writing. So that's something I communicated to my interviewers and once I was hired to my managers that this was something that I further wanted to develop. And once you're in the role, it's also important to consider expanding your, um, your knowledge of certain areas. So for example, I was curious in energy and environment product projects. But once you're in the job, you can't always focus on just trying to turn out a product really quickly. A lot of the main thing about consulting is not only getting something done efficiently, it's about doing something um, 
correctly and really understanding the client's needs. So once you're in a role, it's important to understand what a client's background is and mm -hmm. how this task really relates to the whole and looking at a bigger picture. So that's something you should really consider once you're in a job. Yeah. yeah. I think a gold star candidate in an interview uh, would probably ask their interviewers uh, some for some insight into what projects they've mm -hmm. worked on, um, you know, even if it's just like specific examples, and then they would l listen and then adapt whatever their skills and experience are, and then tell the interviewer how they think that they would, oh, that's so mm -hmm. interesting, um, I would love to do that, and then this is how I would have you know, liked to contribute given my skills and experience. That's, really, that's a really great example, and I actually just heard an, another example from an interview yesterday where a hiring manager described a project and asked the candidate about what they thought about it and all they had to say was, oh, that's interesting. There was nothing else. So it sort of, the interview sort of fell flat because there was no interest, they said interesting, but there was no direct interest or passion or questions related to what was said. So I think what you're mentioning is, is really spot on, both of you. And I sort of look at it as a choose your own adventure book because you know, you get to, you have this story that's lined out for you, but you get to fill in some of the blanks or turn to a different page and kind of create your own adventure. And so what you were mentioning earlier, it sounds like we have to be adaptable, um, but we also have to bring our own creativity to the project and to the customer and, and our own, our passion and desire, because that's why we hire people is to bring something new and different. All right, so I can sit here and listen to you guys all day. <laughs> but just to recap for our listeners, today we heard from Terry, Stephanie, and Celine about the most valuable skills to have when starting your career at a consulting firm. We did, and we also learned that internships can be a really great way to gain new or missing skills to become a really successful junior consultant. And we had a chance to hear from Stephanie share her experience starting her career at ICF. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So T, having heard all of this, what are some of the next steps our listeners can take? Well, I think they got some homework to do. Um, <laughs> but first, head over to our career site at icf.com careers. Check out all of our open job opportunities and don't forget to apply. Um, our listeners can also browse the Spark blog at icf.com blog and listen to more ICF podcasts. Mm -hmm. Anyone can access some great resource, resources there, such as tips for acing your interview, how to get ahead with your personal branding, and how to use your network to land your next interview and more. Absolutely. So we're so grateful that you guys were all able to join us today. We want you to head over to the ICF website to discover all of those resources and to let us know which topics you'd like to hear about next. You can submit your suggestion via Twitter by simply mentioning at join ICF in your tweet. And of course, both T and I are available on LinkedIn and Twitter should you have any questions. Until next time, guys, we'll see you later. See ya.